0: Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DoorDash. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined, as always, by Don Brock to talk through the Round 15 team list for the Telstra NRL Premiership. And, uh, Don Brock, I have more than 17 players and I haven't even traded yet. What is doing?
1: Good news. It's green dots as far as the eye can see this week. Um, Amazing. It's very refreshing. Hopefully no one gets injured between now and uh, the start of the round somehow. But, um, yes, this is a rare week where we can relax a little and just pick our best players, Mm. regardless of injuries, it seems.
0: Green dots everywhere. I don't even remember this feeling. Um, let's talk through some teams, these uh, bolstered teams that we get to look at for round 15, kicking off uh, on Thursday night. We didn't get Thursday last week due to uh, the State of Origin back up. But Thursday, 40 is back with the Broncos and the Rabbitohs at Suncorp Stadium. Brisbane, a um, little bit um, – I guess it's probably similar to last week. Tessie knew at fullback where he uh, ended up playing um, last week and was uh, pretty good, really, in a, in a badly beaten team. Um Do we actually have any changes?
1: Uh, Is Coates back? Coates back from his uh, pre-game
0: hammy tweet. Yeah, yeah, still know Albert Kelly. He's uh, second week. He's missed with his hamstring strain. Carmichael Hunt plays his second straight game. Um, Tossing Gamble was really good for those that uh, own him.
1: He was. um, A bit of a roller coaster for Gamble owners last week. He was uh, dropped and um, then Albert Kelly got ruled out before kickoff uh, for two weeks, it seems. So Gamble back, got 61 points, um, which is going to boost his – Price rises for a little while yet, so good news for gamble owners. Um, Kelly, we expect back next week, I think. I so. think apparently, yeah. yeah. So he's a hold. If you've got him, he was doing really well. You know, just about a buy until he got injured. So, um, uh, yeah, good news on that front. Elsewhere, what else was happening? Payne Haas, again, underwhelming. Getting cheaper points, and cheaper, yeah. Getting really cheap for those of us who haven't got him yet. Um, still be a buy later on, but um, not just yet. Tom Flegler it was a cash cow that a few of us got... Cash cow in air quotes, yeah. Uh, Not a lot of cash in this cash cow, it seems. Yeah. Named to start this week after coming off the bench last week and getting 33 points in 32 minutes or something, but... um yeah, ideally need some forties and fifties pretty quick.
0: I mean, given the reduced involvement of Payne Haas, the seasoning injury to, to Pat Carrigan, I think we're expecting a little bit more than we've got from uh, Tom Flégler. Who his tackles are a bit high for a middle forward, but um, you know can rack him up quickly when he he gets uh, gets his role on. But hasn't really happened of yet. That's probably about it for Brisbane. Really, I think? Yep. Um, Cool. Let's have a look at South. They are bolstered by the return of some Origin Cavalry, Cam Murray, Damien Cook, Dane Gagai, Jai Arrow, all uh, back into the team.
1: Um, Fantasy-wise, I mean, what are your talking points for this lot? Adam Reynolds might be a decent buy um, for overall points, aiming at uh, around 17, Mm -hmm. you know. Assuming he doesn't play Origin, say there's a, you know, uh, I guess he won't unless there's a Nathan Cleary injury or something, maybe. But uh, he got 64 on the weekend, has been a good solid scorer in the past, kicks goals. South's going to get a lot of big wins. They might get a big win this week uh, against the Broncos. Um, Otherwise, nothing really new. You know, Damien Cook's going to be a keeper. Uh, Gagai was scoring well until a pretty quiet game, I think, a couple of weeks ago. But, yeah, I think Reynolds is the main one. Mm. Alex Johnson went off on the weekend with uh, three tries against the Knights, but um, he won't do that too often.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, maybe he will the way he's going, mm. but he certainly won't score well without the tries. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, who I'm still sitting on, has not really looked like scoring well uh, since that four-game suspension. He got the better part of 100 points in origin on Wednesday, but uh, couldn't quite reproduce that um, at club level. He had a, a decent game, but uh, not all that exciting fantasy wise probably that covers it for the Rabbitohs I think yeah I think Luttrell might bounce back in this one yeah fingers crossed for me Uh, Cowboys and the Sharks 6pm on Friday at Queensland Country Bank Stadium up in Townsville Um, Cowboys I was at that game as a shocker um against Manly on Friday. They scored the first two tries and just fell in an enormous hole. Um, Defence was really poor and their end of set options were shocking. Um, is the second game in Cowboys colours for Tom Dearden, he will be better for the run? Um, Changes-wise, Kyle Felt comes back in after copying a knock-in origin and missing a game and um, Mitch Dunn back from suspension, I think, are the main changes. Um, as per usual, not a whole lot going on fantasy-wise for North Queensland.
1: Yeah. Um, Jason Tomololo is one that we've been watching a bit like Payne Haas, those of us who don't have him. Um, um, you know, enjoying his prices dropping with these low scores every week. But unlike Haas, who's at least scoring pretty well usually, Kamalolo, again, a score under 40, 39 no. points on the weekend. Is he, Is he worth buying at all this season? I mean, he's going to be very cheap, but until he starts scoring 50s and up,
0: it's not really worth it. I've been saying for a while that you don't want to buy him until he starts looking like he's going to produce some consistent scores. I mean, at 39 included two turnover tackles. That's eight points from uh, turnovers, one of which was um, extremely dubious and I think was, was challenged um, anyway. It was sort of a hand-on-the-ball sort of situation. So that's 31 points he scored in you know th- the 80-minute game he played. How many minutes did he play? I think
1: he actually played pretty good minutes. Yeah. Um so 54 on the yeah. weekend, he, he had 29 in 60 minutes in his previous game. So mm. it's not like it's just down to not getting the game time. He's, yeah. he's getting time in the field and just not scoring well most weeks. So, yeah, pretty concerning.
0: Yeah, I, I can't see any justification for buying him until you start seeing some um, some consistent form from him in fantasy. Even, um, I mean, Val Holmes, we've talked about, is putting in some decent scores of late, but he uh, was quiet as well um, on the weekend, so... Yeah.
1: yeah, it's going to be tough in those big losses for attacking players to score well. Yeah, and of goals.
0: course. Uh, Sharks team uh, unfortunately have lost um, Wade Graham to uh, another head knock. Hopefully he's okay. Um, Seifertalikai comes back into the uh,
1: starting lineup. It's um, probably about it for the changes fantasy wise. What do you got? Yeah, I've talked up Jesse Ramian a bit this year. Um, yep. Sean Johnson, I think, is. Uh, in that Adam Reynolds category, we will play around uh, 17 for the bye week, scored well on the weekend, 71 points. He's doing the bulk of uh, kicking in general play, kicking goals, kicked a field goal on the weekend, win the game, got mm-hmm. a try as well. So, uh, And playing for a new contract somewhere, he's mm. openly calling for other teams to get yeah. a shot at this point. So, um, you know, a lot uh, to play for for Johnson, so not a bad pickup, assuming he keeps his spot for the rest of the season for Cronelope.
0: Yeah, handy little point of difference uh, option. Been a fantastic fantasy scorer in the past. Maybe not at his most uh, dangerous dangerous off his career at the moment, but um, like you say, putting up some good stats and playing for a, a deal. Trying to feel good on the weekend. Plenty to like with uh, SJ in that one. Panthers and Roosters looking forward to this one mm-hmm. on Friday night. Both teams bolstered by the return of all their uh, origin contingent. We'll start off with Penrith, who obviously get um, Luai and Cleary back in the halves. Brian Toyo back on the wing. Isaiah Yo back uh, in the lock position. Kirk Capewell in the, uh, the back. He replaces Viliami Kikau, who uh, hobbled off with a, an ankle injury last week. So
1: other than uh, Kikau, they're pretty much at full strength, um, fantasy-wise. Yeah, so I guess is the big one. Going to be everyone's captain again this week, uh, you know, and for every game that he plays. Um, uh, Burton in the halves last week scored really well, 77 points, got two tries, and... Um, I assume he's going to score well again, you know, maybe after Origin 3, they might rest everybody again and he won't yeah. score well, but usually he's going to, you know, get centre points from here on out. He's scoring heaps of tries, so... Yeah. If he keeps that, that up, he's going to score well regardless. Um, I think Api who's mm. got a couple of good scores uh, back-to-back, uh, 70 on the weekend, I think something in the 60s, the week before, um, he's been a great scorer before. I think he might be a bit of a trap, actually, this week, so... I was going to ask that. Yeah, so... Um, you know, we've been waiting for him to get these scores, and he has. But the two scores are due to making 50 tackles a week. When mm. the Penrith have lost, you know, their six best players just about to um to Origin, so they've you know had some losses, some close games. Usually, Penrith has all the ball every week. You know, mm. we talked about that with with Cleary. He capitalises because Penrith have so much possession, which means guys like Coruscant can't get through that much defensive work. And so, yeah, I think his tackle counts will drop when they start winning again, and his points going to drop as well.
0: He's attractively priced now based on what we know he can produce in fantasy. But, like you say, I would like to see what he scores in a couple of 50 point Penrith wins before mm. jumping on him because I don't know if Penrith's runaway, you know, point scoring sprees are really conducive to the Coruscant style of fantasy scoring yep. um, that we've seen in the past. So, yeah, definitely one. I'd wait at least a week, um, see how he goes. Um, Although, you know, Roosters, it could be a tight tussle given they're a good team. But um, I'd want at least one more game's look at Coruscant before jumping on. Speaking of the Roosters, James Tedesco back um, after resting that hip pointer injury uh, last week. Um, Sam Beryl's back in the frame Mm. um, with his uh, detached retina now firmly reattached, we hope. (laughs) Uh, I don't like it. (laughs) Um, gross eye injuries <laughs> Suwali drops out um, in the backline reshuffle with Manu going back to the centres Siwatel Kiaho back um, after a week off uh, injured and it sounds like Sam Walker um, is okay yeah
1: well he came back obviously to win that game yeah for them on the weekend but fantasy wise 28 points um, he had what, 27 minutes on the sideline or something but um, still he got a try he got a field goal and he had a Pretty lousy score, regardless. So, I think, you know, if you haven't sold him already, I think it's probably time to sell, unless you're desperate to hold him mm-hmm. for that round 17. Um, buy round score, I think he's one to sell. Um, speaking of buy round scores, Joey Manu again had a really good score in the absence yeah. of uh Tedesco. It seems if they're missing a 5'8 or a fullback, Joey Manu goes there and plays great and scores yeah. well in fantasy. So, um, and that's the times when uh, Suwali gets his chance in the centers as well. So, um, yeah, I think usually Manu's going to be a you know decent centre scorer, and so he won't play. But once in a while, when these guys get rested, they're going to step up. Um, the other one, Angus Crichton, got sixty-one points, which is kind of typical for him. But he had twenty-eight in demerits in that game against the Titans. It was a crazy game. The Roosters had a big league, Titans came back, um, and Crichton seems to be involved with all of it because he had heaps of tackle breaks and then even more missed tackles and um, a few penalties mm. and. Scored a try, so yeah, hopefully, cuts out a few of those demerits next week. 11 missed tackles. Yeah.
0: From a. Good defensive second row. He's it's, probably going to play origin. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. And he was on negatives until he scored that try, I think. He was on negatives through about 15 or 20 yeah. minutes, whatever it was. So, wacky game from Angus Crichton, but finished up with 61, which is roughly per date. expectations. So the good stuff cancelled out, the bad stuff. And <clears throat> Sam
1: Verrills, do you expect him to be a cash cow at some point? We've been waiting for a while for him to get his chance and he's still not starting.
0: It's still too early to be talking about buying him, um, I think. I mean, his points per minute have not traditionally been great. He hasn't really played a lot. Even that season two years ago when Mm Fren was out, he wasn't really playing 80 minutes too often. And when he was, he wasn't scoring all that heavily. Um, So, yeah, I think it's too early to really worry about
1: barrels, maybe a a wait and see. At the very least, in this bench role, if he stays there for a while, he's going to stay pretty cheap and you can pick him Mm -hmm. up later on after seeing some evidence. And uh, Kieran actually
0: playing pretty well, yeah. And sniping goals as well, which is handy for them because yeah, uh, doesn't look like Sam Walker's really the the current best solution in terms of uh, goal kicking. And and C Y Talkejo not being an 80 minute player, it's pretty handy having uh, Kieran out there for long periods to um, to snipe all those conversions. Yep. Uh, Knights and the Warriors kick us off on Saturday at 3 p.m. at McDonald Jones Stadium. Uh, great news for Knights fans: a whole bunch of reinforcements back, including Kalen Ponga, Mitch Pearce, Heimel Hunt, and David Klemmer. With are probably the big news from a fantasy point of view.
1: Absolutely. So he's been a gun in the past, had a lot of injury troubles this year. Finally back. Um, hopefully he sticks around for the rest of the season. Um, big in, as you say, for both the uh, Knights and Fantasy. Bramman Best out again. I think mm. he might be missing six to eight weeks with his ankle injury. Yeah. So uh, big blow for them.
0: Same uh, injury he had last year, but on the opposite ankle, I think. Yeah, so, so it's definitely
1: you know, sell for anyone who splashed out on him early. Uh, time to jump off board there. Um, otherwise, there's these kind of interesting players, Barnett, uh, Connor Watson, Braley, who have had kind of uh, the start of the season great now middling scores the last few mm. weeks. Uh, this week, Braley did well and Barnett did well, but Watson had his mm. worst score of the year, 24 points, playing at 5'8", which, you know, assuming Clifford and uh, Pierce stay fit from here on, Watson won't play in the halves again this mm. season. Um, he's back in this bench middle forward role where he scores, I think, 52 points a game this year. So I think he's a hold, but a lot of people, people will be thinking about trading after that bad score.
0: Yeah, I'd probably rather him in, in the middle rotation than at 5'8". He can score very well yeah. at 5'8", and he has already this year. It just wasn't the sort of game. I think it's the only game this year he hasn't busted a single tackle, mm-hmm. um, which is very out of character for, uh, for Connor Watson. Um, I guess in a full-strength pack, the issue now with Fitzgibbon and Barnett both there is that rather than being sort of a 50-minute bench forward, he's probably yeah. a 40-minute bench forward, which could be the difference between whether he's worth keeping or not. But um, I wouldn't be jumping off straight away just because of his 24 unless you can really uh, use it to improve your team. Uh, Warriors team, uh, Reese Walsh is back from a one game suspension. Roger Tobasa shek reverts to a wing with Sean O'Sullivan back in the halves. I thought they might just put uh, Reese Walsh mm. at six and, and Cody at seven, but O'Sullivan gets another chance. Um, Montoya also on a wing with Ken Momalo having made his move to the Wests Tigers. Uh, Jazz Tabanga starts at hooker with Wade Egan out with that pretty nasty uh, head cut. I don't know if you saw that on Instagram, but um, it was a graphic, a graphic injury. No, Thank you. Um, yeah, don't uh, don't dig that up unless
1: you've got a, a strong stomach. Um, but yeah, fantasy wise, what are your key talking points? Look, it's a lot of changes. I don't know if it changes much really. Fantasy wise, Walsh is still a great buy as long as he stays uh, at fullback or even if he moves to the halves, I suppose. Um, Toho Harris, seventy-one points again on the weekend. You know, possibly the safest buy aside from Nathan Cleary in the comp uh, this year. Um, otherwise, I don't know. I mean, Finnell Blake starting, he might be a factor. I haven't checked his price. Um, Jaz Tavunga at hooker doesn't really suit his fantasy scoring either. He needs to make a lot of runs. and It's the running breaks, game yeah. and the busting and offloading. That really helps him, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know if there's anything really new there. Sean O'Sullivan a few of us had early on and he made some money, but it's not really like time to trade him back in or anything, I don't think. Yeah. Josh Curran? Yeah. Starting at lock? Yeah, so we talked him up week or two ago he got I think 46 on the weekend yeah like that. 46 so
0: still got a break even at 26 so he's moving north
1: yeah still. I guess he's in that not quite I mean you know maybe keeper range I guess yeah uh, probably
0: one of those ones where if you happen to still have him then absolutely great, happy yeah. days but otherwise it's probably not worth buying or buying back yeah he's
1: he's very much in that kind of Connor Watson uh, bracket now maybe with these scores in low 50s high 40s and some people that Tr- talking about trading them out or in, so yeah, yeah probably missed the boat there, but um, yeah, he's doing quite well.
0: Yep. Uh, Dragons and the Raiders, 5.30pm down in Wollongong. Um, Dragons very disappointing against the Bulldogs uh, on Monday, short turnaround for them. Um, Zach Lomax edging closer to a return, he's in the reserves list. Um, Tyrell Sloan, who's a highly rated fullback, also down in the reserves list. A lot of talk, a um, whole lot of talk around Matt Dufty and, and his future, and also Corey Norman uh, of late, so a couple of youngsters on the horizon who... Um, who may be coming into the uh, the 17 in Sloan and also, or um, well, Jaden Sullivan won't be in this week, but uh, probably one to watch in mm. the coming months. But um, I guess in terms of
1: the current 17, what do you got fantasy wise? Well, I mean, they got hammered, which is, um, you know, good Mm. for all the the tacklers, I guess. They did a lot of defending. So McCulloch scored high 50s, Um, Paul Vaughan 50, Jack Bird didn't do a lot in attack, but made 40 tackles and scored 47 points Uh, in the second row. It looks like he's staying there for now, I guess. Mm. So um, Tarek Sims came back into the team from origin, uh, started in one second row spot and Bird had the other and uh, Josh Kerr moved back to the bench. So I think... For now, do we assume Bird's a second rower?
0: Well, the fact that he's still there with Tarek Sims back, I think, um, and, you know, Zach Lomax to then still come back into that three-quarter line with Jared Beal going pretty well in the centres, um, Braden William, to be fair, going pretty well in the centres as well. It sounds like uh, Hook would like Bird to adapt to that forward role, even though he's pretty public about, um, you know, preferring the, the centre job for himself. Yeah. Um, Seems to have sort of adapted. His, um, you know, he's had two weeks there now. Adapted a little bit. That that first game there, he got a, you know, an okay score in the forwards, and that included a runaway try. He actually, yeah. sort of the the busts and the, you know, the action that he gets um, running the ball out wide dried up a little bit, and wasn't sort of compensated by the extra tackling. But he uh, he, he did save his score late um, against the dogs with a few busts. But uh, it was a, a reasonably handy score in the end.
1: I mean, I guess there's potential to as he adapts to it to get. Um you know, scores around 50. Mm. He has, I mean, you know, with that try, I got 53 last week, 47 this week. So, you know, good start. Um, could be that second row you can play at centre that we've kind of waited for a fair bit. Mm. Um, Tyrone Peach is a bit different. But, uh, yeah, so far so good, I suppose, for mm. fantasy anyway.
0: And uh, my newest recruit, Ben Hunt, a slightly disappointing <laughs> score on the weekend. He <laughs>
1: didn't kick it much. Uh, Corey Norman took all the kicking. kicks. I
0: yeah. was watching very closely. Did that part. just
1: happen? I feel like it did. It's a, it's a new form of cursing. It was quite strange. Yeah.
0: I thought I'll save a bit of money on Jerome Hughes and get Ben Hunt, who's been mm. scoring well lately. Hughes 75, Hunt 31. Maybe
1: this week's Hunt's week to bounce back.
0: Well, I did it because I thought they'd score 100 tries against the Bulldogs, and that didn't quite pan out no. too well either. Good job. Raiders team. Um, Bailey Simonson, good sell by me a couple mm. of weeks ago. Back yep. at fullback now. Started to score some points. Dear me. Having a shotgun. I sold him ages ago, so yeah.
1: I don't feel as bad about it as you do. But uh, can you buy him back? Is that well? This is I've seen some questions that have come in. That's that's a lot of questions uh, about that. He's not that cheap now. So three fifty eight k. He did score sixty six in his first game at fullback, which looks fantastic. Obviously, it's against the Broncos. A lot of. Attacking players have scored well against the Broncos this year. They're, I think, the worst attacking, worst defensive team in the comp uh, this season so far. So I don't know how much you can read into that monster score. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is the, is the question? So like, if he was really cheap, if it was two fifty, I think absolutely, you know, cash out possible cash cow. As it is, hard, you know, you don't think he's going to be a keeper. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of um, more established, better winger fullbacks that uh, are keepers, but he could be a cash cow can people afford to still be bringing mm. in cash cows with two trades I don't know I won't be buying myself but um, oh, I certainly won't I be. can see the temptation yeah if you didn't just trade him out one or two weeks ago
0: Matt Tomoko, we've got similar to Croker, yeah. indefinite Curtis yeah. Scott stood down what he get 68 with five busts
1: came in he made 30 tackles as well in the centers um, yeah that's wacky monster um, stats for a center so Again, a one-off game against Brisbane. It's hard to tell how much this is going to be a trend or just a one-off. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd give it another week again, personally. I mean, the unfortunate thing is his price is going to take off pretty quick. Well, I mean, think. with their, their break-evens and their yeah their scores last week, it's kind of now or never if you do want to take a punt on them. I mean, I was looking at, um, you know, scores against Brisbane. Caleb a- Aikens, who got dropped um, so Simonson could get the fullback spot. Uh, And he's been scoring badly all year. He got got 51 against Brisbane three or four weeks ago, like not that long ago. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, So, you know, he did that, then went back to averaging 20-something. So, I don't know. You're going to be kicking yourself a bit, I think, if you spend upwards of 350K on someone and then they Mm. peter out. But um, if you're still in the market for... For moneymakers who are going to get decent scores, I guess he's you know one of the better options this week. Simonson, well, both those guys, I suppose.
0: Yep, true. Uh, Storm and the West Tigers Saturday night uh, at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Um, Storm still doing it tough with um, forwards being out. Both Bromwich brothers missing this week. They do get Christian Welch back after his head knock. Uh, Nelson for Solomona comes back from suspension. George Jennings back from a, a week out uh, injured. Uh, still no Ryan Pappenhausen. Nico Hines is at fullback, although he has had a couple of, I guess, more middling scores the past fortnight after some absolutely monsters um, in the weeks before that. And uh, Jerome Hughes, who I neglected to buy on the weekend, just keeps getting it done.
1: Yeah, his prices are really getting up There isn't it, Hughes? Now, um, yeah, another score in the high 70s. He's been fantastic. Brandon Smith as well, another big score. Um, yeah, Nico Hines is really interesting. A lot of people bought him, you know, uh, in the last few weeks. Um, so scored 45, I think, a mid 40s week before. Mm-hmm. His break even is around 60 now. So, unless he hits another monster score, his price is probably going to start uh going back down. And then Pappenhausen, I think, is expected back around 16, which is next week. So uh, it could be a week to sell Heinz. Um, if you think his base is 45, then you could probably afford to wait. And if he gets a 45, his price will drop a little bit, but not that much. Mm. And if he gets a 90, then you know you get some more money out of it. But the thing with him is it's not long-term either way. You know, If Happenhausen does come back in a week or two, you have to sell Heinz. You can't just mm. keep him if Heinz goes back to the bench, I think, unless they I can't even really think how the Storm would restructure things to keep Heinz in the starting yeah, so I don't it, think that would happen. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he's one to plan a trade um, out soon. If mm. not this week, then soon. Um, any other obvious buys? I mean, Hughes, you know, always a good buy at this point, but uh, yeah, getting up there price wise.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think Brandon Smith, he's been scoring a lot of tries lately, but certainly I wouldn't say a buy in fantasy. No. Uh, Tigers team, um, a few guys coming in under injury clouds. Adam Dewey is the one who goes out after that head knock uh, last week. Uh, Dane Laurie went off with an HIA, but he's uh, fine to play, although it was a pretty average score for him against the Eels. Um, Moses Embire comes back after missing a week with that knee knock. Um, Luke Brooks, uh, I think he ended up with 50, plenty yep. of demerits, but scored okay in a, despite the big loss to um, to Parramatta. Um, anyone else you want to mention?
1: Jacob Little, 58. Remember when you all heard him? Yeah, I do. Uh, Anyway, moving on. Um, uh, Yeah, Dane Laurie, is he a sell as well? So 21 points, break-even in the 40s. Probably similar situation to Nico Hines, maybe.
0: Yeah, I'd say not an urgent sell. Break-even in the 40s, he can do better than that, although he might struggle to beat that. Um, in Queensland against the Storm. Yeah. Um, I'd say not an urgent sell, but certainly an upgrade target given he does have the odd low score in him. He's stealing still pretty high and he's going to get some more, you know, 50-plus scores as the season uh, goes on. But, um, yeah, probably not a, a top-tier keeper. So once you start getting towards that final 17 that you're going for, I think he's probably an upgrade target. Yep. That's pretty much it for the Tigers? I think so. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Eels and the Dogs at Bankwest Stadium, 2 p.m. on Sunday. Um Eels. Uh, a few guys really saved their scores in that second half. Uh, Mitch Moses was struggling for a, a fair bit of it. Um, obviously fluffed that try. Yeah. He was trying to ground and, and dropped it, which was a 10-point you know, turnaround fantasy-wise, but then lit up with a couple of late runs and a, a try. Um, Isaiah Papali'i, who'd been frustrating me a little bit in, in recent weeks, uh, was still frustrated that he got himself uh, Simbin with a very silly challenge um, when he was on track for probably almost 100, but mm. still finished up with 77, which was nice. Uh, Ryan Madison an early shower, just the 30-odd points for him. Uh, Joey Lussick is an interesting one 61 with a try playing 80 minutes not sure how long Reid Marnie's going to be missing
1: yeah I think um, yeah great score for him you know great start if you did pick him up Um, you know we were only really expecting scores around 40 for him so uh, 61 is definitely a bonus I think the issue is still how many games he gets at Hooker Mm. before Marnie comes back Um, so I've seen talk that Marnie could come back as early as next week but they have Mm. to buy the week after so more likely you would think would be round 18, um, uh, which um, when I say next week, there's a, the origin standalone. Well, so. we've
0: got the week we're talking about now, round 15 is this weekend. Then there's the, the weekend off, quote yeah. unquote, for the NRL with the, the rep rounds. That's a week that the clubs don't play. And then you've got round 16 and then Eels have the bye. So um, if money comes back, you know, Lussig might only play one more. This is one it. Or two so more games.
1: even if they give money all that time, mm. um, Lusick plays two more games at Hooker and then goes back to the bench and scores what ten points a game or something. Mm. So unless he does score another couple of sixties, I don't know. I still don't think it's quite worth it for two games. Mm. You know, if he gets forty and thirty-five, he's not going to make. He's not going to make hundred grand. I don't think so. Even if he gets sixty twice more, it's still expensive yeah. use of two trades. I think. Yeah, I think so. So I think he's one to avoid. But you know, if he gets a hundred, we'll look silly.
0: Yep. Um, Guffo was good again. It's yep. um, probably about it. Sean Russell makes his general debut. Blake Ferguson appears well and truly out of favour with Mike yeah. Casivo suspended. A couple of uh, very green options on the uh, the wings for Parramatta. I um, yeah, really
1: don't want to pick Fogo at the moment, but um, I assume he's going to come back at some stage.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure actually, but um, I'd be I'd be all about Dunster with his job security so good, but his scoring's actually been pretty mm. ordinary. It was it thirty odd with a try and then twenties on the weekend. Um, anyway, Bulldogs team, um, Jake Cavarillo. Yeah. Glad I sold him back when he got injured
1: at the start. Bit of of a theme, isn't there, to a lot of these players? Yeah. Yeah. So 96 points for him. Uh, Amazing. Great hold if you've held him all this time. Uh, again, probably one to buy back if you need a scoring center. At the moment, he's scoring great even for a half in fantasy, so, um... But that's with the Bulldogs winning and racking up a few tries, so you can't be sure that's going to happen for the rest of the season. But, um, yeah, in terms of fantasy centres, he's going fantastic. So, great buy, Definitely a keeper at this point. Um, But if you've got two starting centres, I think just let that one um, slip away. Mm. Otherwise, a few big scores in this team on the weekend. Adam Elliott in the 70s, Marshall King in the 60s. Um, I think Luke Thompson was the one maybe underwhelming score because they weren't making tackles all day. Um, He got... 46 or something, mid-40s, but still um, a good keeper, I think, in the middle. Anything apart from really Avarillo and that team that grabs your eye this week?
0: Not really. Although on Avarillo, long-term listeners of the podcast will remember Richie Kenzie stepping in and hosting when you were out uh, a while back and he could be in for some more co-hosting duties in the near future. He gave me a stat today. He said Avarillo, break-even down in single digits. Mm. Payne Haas, break-even up around 80. They're almost the same price. Wow. Next week, this time next week, Avarillo will almost certainly be more expensive than
1: Payne Haas, and we sold him three weeks ago. Amazing!
0: If you told me that after round three or four, when Avarillo hurt his ankle and missed a game after averaging (laughs) (laughs) twenty, unbelievable. There you go. There you go. Fantasy. Let's move on to another (laughs) Titans and the Seagulls on Sunday afternoon, up there at Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast. Still no AJ Brimson. He's named down yeah. in the uh, the reserves. Jaden Campbell, who's been going okay. It's another game at fullback. Greg Marshu, two really good scores. Well, not really good, but really good for a rookie winger. Yep. Uh, very busy on the wing. A couple of forty scores uh, for him. Mo Fatawaka back into the team after uh, getting suspended from uh, after that State of Origin clash for one game. Um, he's been scoring well of late. Uh, David Fafita was pretty busy off the mm. bench. Um, even though he then had, to, I think he went back off with an HIA. He still got 55 with plenty of tackle busts. So it's not too disastrous for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he only came on with less than 10 minutes in the first half, I think, um, and then got 55 points. So a good result in the end for him. Um, Big Tino, 61, similar situation. Started on the bench after Origin. Yep. Uh, Fogarty, 92. A yeah. Massive game. Tries, um, tries, assists. Um, Kick metres, a bit of everything, so uh, great for his owners. Um, I think, yeah, Marzu, I saw um, I think Anthony Don's in the reserves as well this week. So He was in the reserves last week as well. I'm yeah, not sure how far he playing... off he's from being fit or if yeah. he's
0: just not been preferred at the moment.
1: Yeah, so it does make him a bit of a risk, Marzu, that mm. he could come back. Um, but who knows? Maybe they'll look into the future. Uh, and Wake is the other one. So a couple of big scores recently for him. He's playing Origin as well. Um, you know, Origin often at this time of the year, you know, is a concern for players, but sometimes players can play an Origin game and then come back kind of re-energised or whatever. You just saw Daily Chary Evans come back from Origin and yeah, monster score. So um, it doesn't necessarily mean he's, they're going to score um, worse after coming back. So I don't know. He's been a bit underwhelming, I think, the first half of the season, but then a couple of good scores recently. Average is now back in the 50s. Is he one to consider? 70K under his starting price. I don't know, bit risky. Maybe a better possible keeper in the center, in the in the middle.
0: Yeah, yeah, could be. Certainly worth um, worth looking at. Uh, sorry, I lost my spot. Um, is that about it for the Titans? I think so. Yeah, manly. So next. manly, uh, Tommy Turbo back. Uh, got a little uh, certainly not unexpected post-origin rest. Daly Cherubins, who you just touched on, was a man on an absolute mission. Was he thirteen tackle bus or something? In yeah. the end. I think we worked out this is the highest ever fantasy score by a player without a try. Oh, okay, yeah. 122 we finished up with. would so think all the, the y- highest
1: score by a player who isn't Nathan Cleary.
0: <laughs> it's very close to yeah. it. Um, yeah, the other big ones in the past, Angus Crichton, Ryan James, um, yeah. and obviously Nathan Cleary multiple times, have all had at least one try and their monster scores. 122 with three try, try assists plus metres, tackle bus, kick metres. Um, yeah, hell of a game from uh, DCE.
1: Absolutely. So... Um And I guess the Seagulls showed that they can still win without Turbo. That was a massive win for them. So um, good signs for him. Trubovic back just adds uh, something as well. Um, Aside from DCE, who I guess was already a keeper, nothing really changes there. Jason Saab's still in a lot of teams. I think people need to start selling fast if they haven't already. Yeah,
0: I mean, we've seen consistently all year just really bad Base and occasionally good scores with multiple tries, but I think didn't he score twenty-seven with two tries or something? Yeah, yeah. he had a
1: few big games with Turbo, basically setting up big tries for him. And and, uh, yeah, bad scores apart from that. So Mm. jump off board if you've got him.
0: Handy scores of late for the likes of Hamali Ola Kawatu, Martin Tapau, Lucky Croco has done some good stuff as well. Um, But yeah, I think D.C. and Turbo are probably the two real relevant. Fantasy ones. That's all eight team lists. Shall we talk our dashes of the week? Who'd you go last week? Who'd you go this
1: week? Yes, I went uh, Sean Johnson, I believe, last week. On fire. Yeah, killed it. Um, 71 points, won in the game with that field goal. Got a try. So, um, success there. It's been a bit hit and miss this season with my uh, Dawes dashes, but that was a good (laughs) one. Um, This week, um, I know who yours is, and I think you have a better pick than mine, but mine's a similar situation. Daniel Safidi, quality front rower, obviously. Um, but his scoring of late has been really good. So he was averaging mid forties till a few games ago, and then fifty four, fifty eight, and then sixty two after Origin one. So. Become uh, you know the obvious leader at that night's pack. Even with the likes of Clemmer back, um, I think he should continue to score quite well. So mm. he's my pick this week.
0: My daughter, Ash dasher of the week last week Dylan Brown, who wasn't terrible, but only in the forties. This week I'm going for Milwaukee Fodewaker. um Has had a couple of huge scores this year. Like I said, well rested off that um, Origin suspension, back in the starting side where he seems to score uh, better than he does off the bench. So it's um, in what one and a bit percent of teams. So he's my dasher of the week. We'll get into some Twitter questions, of which there are plenty. Uh, In Nice and Early was Tiffany Tenney who writes in, I'm playing my husband this week in head-to-head and his team sucks. (laughs) Is it worth holding on to trades? Well, two things I'd say about that is, first of all... if It's a great sledge. It's a fantastic sledge. So if you're playing focused on head-to-head and you don't need to trade, I think this is a great week to hold them. Yep. Uh, and the second thing you should do is definitely sledge your husband as much as possible in the most public forums as possible so you're off to a great start to your week. Absolutely. Good luck on the weekend. Right. Uh, Babish Patel, uh, probably not the only person to ask this, but having just traded him out, could Simonson be worth bringing back in? We touched on it in the team lists. I think I'm too stubborn to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't trade him. If you need a scoring winger fullback, and I've got a lot of winger fullbacks this year, I think a lot of people do, so um, depth-wise I don't really need it. Um, But if he's going to score, let's say, 40s, I don't think he's going to score 60s too often. No. He's still very good value at 358. True. You just have to – I think you have to factor in you're going to trade him out again later. So if you're low on trades, I wouldn't do it. If you've got a lot of winger fullbacks, I wouldn't Mm. do it. If – you Neither know, of those things, then maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's probably it's a weird sort of. Some people are going to be really struggling for wing fullbacks, having mm. potentially sold the likes of you know Ponga or you yeah. know maybe Tedesco when he was losing money and that sort yeah. of thing. Whereas yeah, my personal team, I've kept you know Dane Laurie and these sort of guys and held on to all Ponga and Latrell and Tedesco. So I've suddenly got like six people winger like fullbacks. Walsh and, yeah. yeah, Walsh back and um, yeah. So if you're in that sort of situation, then there's no. Reward really to, to buying in, but if you are a bit skinny in the uh, in the backs, then it probably would make a bit more sense. Uh, Sam Paul writes in thoughts on the following trades: Ryan Madison to Cherry Evans, Dane Laurie to Bailey Simonson, and Zac Sini to Matt Tamoko. And PS, any ideas when Jared Croker is returning?
1: Uh tricky ones. Croker is still an indefinite. As far as I, know. I don't
0: know if we're likely to see him anytime soon. Mm, yeah, um, he's uh, sounds a little bit. Serious
1: being very coy about it, yeah. So I think Tomoko's around for a while, uh, perhaps. But, um, yeah, I'm not – so DCE, great buy all the time. I don't know if you need to sell Madison. He's in that tricky situation where he's looked like an obvious keeper at times and then he's had these low scores. All the um, Eels back rowers who started the season great have had some low scores once in a while. Mm So, I don't know. I mean, that looks a little sideways, you know, keeper to keeper on the face of it. And again, in a year when trades are yeah. low, it's, it's, I don't know, a bit of a waste, but DC is a great buy. I don't know Do you have strong opinions on on these three?
0: Yeah. Madison, I don't know if he's really a keeper this year. I mean, his good scores are still really good, but he's, um, you know, he just played, what, 50-something minutes and got a rest on the weekend. Yeah. They, I mean, with Papali and Sean Lane and... Bryce Cartwright and, you know, Keegan Hipgrave and whoever the various back rowers are, they kind of don't need the edge forwards necessarily to play 80 minutes, whereas some clubs you can just guarantee the edge forwards are going to play 80. And I think uh, Madison's probably a guy that might get the odd rest. um,
1: Especially, I guess, with his, you know, history of head knocks. Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
0: Even just trying to get some more minutes into the various different back rowers. Yeah, I I don't dislike the Madison to DCE trade. Um, Laurie to Simonson... I mean, it probably clears up a bit of money and without hurting your scores. So it might just be, you know, rather than being two trades effectively, it's sort of one trade because yep. um, it's one you're going to have to make anyway. And then Cini to Tomoko, I don't mind that either. I mean, that's three trades in one week, which, I mean, we've got four trades this week. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah,
1: four. none of must trades. I can see the value in all of them. Um, again, if you're getting low on trades, you know, there's a little bit of. Side there, and, and see what it, what you need. So, like you know, if you need a centre, then you know Tomoko Shaw. If you need a winger, fullback, then Simonson fine. But if you've if you're covered already in those positions, I think it might be. Possibly wasting trades.
0: Yep. Uh, Bryce writes in, needs a mid to strengthen my team. Already have Pengai, Tokyo Harris, Angus Crichton. uh, Looking at trading Connor Watson to Thompson from the Bulldogs or to Powell, uh, as well as Laurie to SJ or Adam Reynolds.
1: Thoughts on these options? Um, I think I prefer the Laurie trade. Personally, he's got a break even in the 40s, as we said. SJ and Reynolds look like uh, keepers on the cheaper end of the keeper Mm. scale. Um, Trading out Connor Watson to Thompson or to Powell, I don't know about that. Um, Watson, if he keeps this bench roll, this season he's averaged, I think, 52 off the bench. Um, That might drop down a few points with the Knights back to full strength. Mm. Um, But if he averages 50 from here on in is it worth trading it to someone who's going to average 55 you know five mm. points a week using up one of your trades if you've got yeah. 12 trades left or something that's that's a pretty expensive five points a week so i don't know about that trade yeah personally
0: it, it might be slightly better than sideways but it's certainly a, a luxury trade and yeah. probably an unnecessary trade that i don't think i'll be making in a, a season if where you trades could do are it tough. to
1: pain haas in a while or something then maybe yeah not that haas has been scoring great either but you know someone who's a bit more established as a Superstar
0: mm. fantasy player. Yeah, I mean, to power he's been scoring well lately, but I don't. I was going to say I don't trust him. It's more that I don't trust Des Hasler to keep giving him the minutes, giving yeah. him the, the minutes. Once you know there's a few more forwards available. Don't forget, you know, Schuster and and come back, which allows you know Kepi or those sort of guys to play more minutes yeah. in the middle. So, a um, few question marks there. Uh, speaking of uh, Hands, the God writes, what's up with Schuster? Um, he just has a calf strain and uh, it was lingering, so he's uh, rested this week with the competition on uh, hiatus next week. Uh, Hasler has taken the cautious option. I would expect. Him back for round 16. Um, don't usually come back in one week from a, a calf strain, so not long term if you've still got him, probably worth holding um, unless you desperately need um, to make the trade. Uh, speaking of trading Schuster, Tyron Base God, is Schuster a trade? Also, thoughts on Otto Colo as a cash out? Um, I believe that's a Warriors hooker who's been named in the reserve, so I'm not sure why <laughs> you would be buying him if he's not in the starting team.
1: Yeah, I mean, this year again, if you want to cash out, you know, years gone by when you've had. Um, uh, when depth is no concern you can get anybody to be a cash out and, and save some money. This year you really want everyone playing as much as possible even if they're going to give you 30 points or something um, that's better than nothing so yeah get a, get someone who's got a bit of job security I think if you can or is going to make some money so not yep. him. Um, Schuster is still averaging 50 for the season if he misses one more week I think it's a bit of a waste to trade him out if he comes back and keeps averaging 50 you know or he could improve he's still a rookie so He's a hold for me at yep. this
0: stage. And uh, Pups is back. He says, I was celebrating like the Gutherino on Sunday after making a late call to bring him in. I think it could now be time for some Jazz magic. Thoughts mm. on trading in Jazz for Alvaro.
1: Look, I've enjoyed ha- having Jazz Devunga in my team in the past, although yep. it can be a frustrating experience. But uh, <laughs> at hooker this week, I would say definitely no. Mm. And in general this year, Jazz has not been great. So um,
0: He's not getting the minutes. He wasn't even in the seventeen. Yeah. a week or two ago when they were full strength. So it could be back to 18th man when Wade Egan's back. We're not expecting him to miss long-term. Once he gets that cut stitched up and gets over yeah. his uh, concussion protocols, it could be Jazz back to the reserves. And even when he plays, he's
1: had a lot of demerits this season. So, uh, no. yeah. Yeah. I'm not expecting big scores from him.
0: And Hooker's not. He's you know he kind of wants to wind up at, at lock to get those uh, those tackle busts. So Hooker doesn't really help him that much. Yep. Um, that is all of our questions, all of our teams for this week. Thank you everyone for writing in. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back. Um, are we back next week. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find, find out. out. Stay yeah. tuned. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> Catch you next time.